0: That ah, looks like we're recording. So, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Kayfabe Corner. This is your host, Jordan Pierce Owens, I Sit Down with one of the rising stars of Florida. A man I knew I wanted on the show from day one, one of my best friends in the business, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Monsar. Hello. <laughs> I wouldn't give out your nicknames, but you have about 40 of them. If you want to run down your nicknames, go ahead.
1: I do not. It, it's pretty simple, man. It's the Dalai Lama of Darkness, the human horror show. Uh, American Satan. Uh, the new demon of dairy. That's really about it.
0: Oh, so there's just, just four at the moment?
1: Yeah, well I got rid of uh, I got rid of the other ones because they weren't they weren't too like kid friendly. Well why not? Go ahead and let us know what those were. Uh the Columbine Kid. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was it was pretty it was pretty rough for a hot minute, man. Uh, uh, I did the ghost at the most for a hot second, too. What? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like that
0: one. That one's cute. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> uh, it was totally copywritten off of Beetlejuice, but, you know. And why not?
0: Uh, whenever I say your name three times, you usually do appear, so, you know, it's very apropos.
1: See? It's not that hard, man. I, I don't really always answer my phone, but if you, you – know, get a piece of wood and you write the alphabet on it with a couple numbers and knock three times. Like I'm, I'm bound to show up.
0: Oh God. Uh, <laughs> don't don't try that at home folks. Uh, you may or may not live through the night. Uh, well, let's <laughs> start from the get go, man. Uh, have you been a fan of wrestling? Uh, when's the first time you started watching the product? When did you fall in love with it? If you
1: did. Uh, man, I want to say I was, I was three, I was three. And my mom took me to a live event and I found out later on That that live event was Mania, and I can't remember which one because she doesn't know which one. All I all I remember is seeing Hulk Hogan. Um, I saw Ultimate Warrior, I saw Macho Man. Like I saw some of like the all time greats, and like they obviously weren't working each other. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man. Like you know what I mean? I'm just I remember seeing them, and that's what that's what really kicked it for me. You know what I mean? Um, I fell, I fell, uh, there, there was no in between. And that was, that was like old WWF days. You know what I mean? Um, and then when Hogan made the transition over to WCW is when I started watching WCW. And then somewhere along the lines, like I started watching WWE again during the Attitude Era. WCW, and then I was watching ECW. Like I remember, as a child, I was like ten years old, and there was there was wrestling on almost every night. Like you had Monday Night Raw um, on on Mondays, obviously, and then <laughs> it was like it was like Thursday Night SmackDown. Uh, Wednesday was like ECW, or like Thursday was a weird day. And then I started watching TNA, and like I just remember briefly, like wrestling was on almost every day of the week and yeah i was pretty happy with that
0: what were some of your favorites who, who did you really get uh, drawn to
1: um so i started with with hogan you know what i mean like i think that was the yeah i think that was like the big one especially as like a little kid like that was the one that you like gravitated to and then uh i started uh after after i got done with the uh, with the hogan bug Man, uh, Macho Man was a big one. I've always, always have liked Jake the Snake. Always. Like there there's always been no comparison for me when it's come to Jake. And then I fell into Ultimate Warrior. Um, I was a Goldberg mark for a little bit. Yeah. It was simple, man. He'd run in, hit you with like two things and be over with it. And I was like, this is He amazing. still does that to today. <laughs> I know, but like it just it takes more now.
0: It takes three spears.
1: <laughs> and then you have to put over braun strowman
0: a yeah, new champ baby <laughs>
1: Yeah, but uh yeah dude i started watching started watching when i was like three uh hulk hogan got me and then from there like it just it evolution you know what i mean
0: was it always the plan to enter pro wrestling? Talk about your beginnings. I know a little bit we started about the same time here. Uh, was it always the plan? Did you luck out? How did you be getting into pro wrestling again? Uh,
1: so when I was 15 or 16, I I said that I wanted to do this. And I had no idea being down here in, you know, Fort Myers, Florida, that there was anything like it. So. We were, I was 15, 16, and I was like, man, screw this. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to do stuff in my yard. And it was me and a couple friends who genuinely just like wrestling all, all together. And uh, we, we didn't have a trampoline, but we, we had gotten mattresses. So we laid mattresses all over the yard, and we just started going from there. And next thing you know, like, it just kind of became like a thing. Like Saturday was was go out to Zach's house and just beat the crap out of each other. And like we had a blast with it. And then um, you know, as time started to go on, like my mindset towards wrestling started to change to, you know, we could do something really cool with this. And I was I was eighteen, uh, at this point in time. So I've been just, you know, ticking around in my fr- in, in my yard with my friends for, for a couple of years and uh the more that I got into it, the more I started to do. And next thing you know, like I, I took a, uh, I took a pool, the, the big p- above ground PVC type pools. And, uh, the house that I was at, uh, the lady next door was getting rid of hers. She didn't want it anymore. And I was like, can I have that? <laughs> She's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, yeah, just, you'll see. Can I have that? And she gave it <laughs> to me. And, uh, Man, I remember dragging it over to my house, and my 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 dad um was running like a tire business at this point in time. so he he always had like a truck full of like old tires that you know they never they that we, that they could never use. So man, I, I took that that above ground PVC pipe pool uh, shell, the skeleton of it, and I filled it with tires and plywood and uh, futon mattresses, and I wrapped everything really tight. And I made a ring. <laughs> I I made a ring, and uh, next thing you know, we started wrestling, and then it came into like character development and storylines and matches, and I'm I'm jumping out of these twenty-five foot trees on top of people for, I guess nothing. <laughs> like it, it was a Tuesday, and we were bored, you know. Um, but that's. That's really where it like started to, to kick, you know, and then NEW came along and all of that happiness. But like, I want to say right around like 15, man, is where I was like, man, I just I want to have fun. And then I was, yeah, I was about 18 before I was like, you know what, let's do this for real.
0: talk to me a little bit about NEW. Obviously, that's where I first met you here, uh, D.B. Harrison. Well, who do you credit really as your original trainers? When did that start rolling? Some of the earliest opponents that you uh, give some credit to. Talk to me about NEW.
1: Okay, so, as you know, NEW was just, like, the, the homegrown backyard foundation of what Fort Myers, you know what I mean? Like, you couldn't have pictured a more, like, when you think of, like, um like a, a backyard wrestling like federation like when you think of it like any w is the perfect standalone component think about it like there was a ring that was homemade that was homemade um out of like angle iron and like not plexi beam in any way shape or form it was like made out of steel um built in in a yard out in Suncoast in in North Fort Myers, and it was, man, it was amazing. Like it was everything. Um, I I I, I can't credit any enough. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, Bruce Bruce Stokes, um, he was the owner at the point in time. Uh, I guess he was the owner throughout the entire thing. I don't really know. I kind of I kind of lost track of. <laughs> all the hands in the pot, you know what I mean? Because well, you were there, it was, it was pretty hectic for a hot minute. But, uh, so Bruce is the one that reached out to me first. Uh, he saw a video of some dumb things that we were doing out in my yard, uh, <laughs> jumping off of, I, I wanna say the video he saw was me spearing somebody off a two foot high uh, barn like uh like a storage set that oh it was two stories high not two foot high sorry um and put them through a bunch of tables and and everything else and like that was the video where bruce hit me up on on my space this is this is how far back this goes and was like hey man saw your video it was insane how would you feel about doing this for real and uh we went out to he invited me out to a show i went and i checked out that show on a saturday talked to db and bruce uh right after the show and they were like hey man like we do this on tuesdays and thursdays is training and i like if you want to give this a shot like you know come on out and that thursday i went out and it was so much different than what we were already doing. You know what I mean? But I showed up there with like 19 other kids and their one rule was like, Hey, like you can't do this anymore if you're going to do this. So like, uh, back wrestling got canceled. Like it got cut. Like we tore down the ring and set it on fire and everything else. Like it was, <laughs> it was a pretty amazing epic time. But, uh, DB, like once Dustin started to see, that I wasn't just one of those like flash in the pan. Like I wanted to be a wrestler and the bumps were too rough. So, you know, I didn't show back up type of individuals. Um, DB had a lot to do with like my training um, with what I was doing. And uh, actually DB uh, as my, as my trainer uh, was the first one to ever put me over in a match. Um, That was the very first, like, w that i ever got um and before that i got to work people i worked bruce i worked with marcus i worked with uh i worked with giovanni which was chris legend at the point in time and um i want to say like those individuals beforehand really helped me understand like what the hell i was doing if that makes any sense you know what i mean like yeah you trial by error you you get your ass kicked enough like you start to learn it and that's that's what they did man and um i credit i credit a lot of that to them but like bruce bruce db um even marcus at some points throughout um his career um and uh craig craig uh who's the actual like other co-owner of the ring. Um, like those four individuals helped me develop everything. So I owe a lot of what I do now to them.
0: So I've always known you as Zach Monster. you fit that name to this day. Was that always the uh the name I mean, you know where does Mount Monstar come from? and you know was there any other ideas floating around in your head'cause it's it's basically uh, the age old tradition of it's you turn up a bit right? If not, tell me more about Zach Monstar
1: <laughs> okay so uh originally uh in wrestle and and when we were doing the whole backyard wrestling thing um Okay, to tell you that, I have to tell you this. So uh, I was working at the Calusa Nature Center as um, as a scarer during the ho- like Halloween time, you know, during the haunted walk. And while I was out there, I developed the name, like the little nickname moniker of the boogeyman, because I've, I'm six foot five. I've been like that since I was, you know, um, shit, 14 or 15 years old. And I've always towered over everybody, so they they gave me this this moniker of the Boogeyman, and I ran around out there with a chainsaw, and I painted my face, and I had a bunch of uh, blood on me and stuff. So obviously, not much has changed here, right? Like, oh, all right Yeah. You were doing weren't like, uh, uh, you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was out there as uh, the Boogeyman, or they would just call me Boogie. And when I was Backyard Wrestling, it was Boogie Monstar. Just because, like, uh, oddly enough, like, I, I grew up and I love Space Jam, so I've always loved the Monstars. I always felt like they were, like, the underlining heroes of that movie in some way, shape, or form. Aww. We'll get into that conversation a- another day. But, like, I've always liked the Monstars. I thought they were entertaining. I thought they were funny. And, like, the idealism of just being a monster always – it it always kind of fit, you know? so um we were when when db asked me like what my name was gonna be i i told him i was like well in in backyard wrestling they they knew me as you know boogie monstar and they were like and db was like well that's stupid (laughs) i was like okay uh he was like monstar will never get over (laughs) Okay, I was like, so what do you propose? So he said, "Uh, well, you like Monster Energy drinks." I said, "Where are they from?" He goes, "Where are they from?" And I was like, "I don't know, man." So I I looked at the can, and it said Corona, California. I know that that's the bad word nowadays. You can't really say Corona out loud, but like, ooh, uh, but it was from Corona, California, and um, he was like, "All right," he was like, "What's your yes." <laughs> that's fantastic thank you for that and uh he said uh all right he was like who's your who's your favorite horror character and i was like oh shit uh at the point in time i had just gotten a michael myers tattoo so he was like ah you like myers And i was like ah, i like i like jason core you know leatherface like penhead and he was like yeah but none of those are gonna work so you're gonna be zach the Monstar Myers, and the very first time I ever wrestled, I came out to uh skillet's hero, just the instrumental, as Zach the Monstar Myers. And, I don't
0: think I even know this.
1: Yeah, man, and they booked me as a heel, and I walked out the curtain, and I tried so hard to maintain like that heel aesthetic of just being a bad guy. And it just it did not it did not work, man, because like I had told every I told all of my friends that like, hey, listen, like I'm doing a show. It's my debut. Like you should come out. So Bruce came out as like the local hero of heroes. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Bruce Genesis. I'm I'm Bubbles. And the crowd just hated him. <laughs> and I walked out the I walked out the curtain and at a point in time we were at Victory Lane. So it wasn't even like a curtain curtain. It was just like we were on a trailer that had a tent on it. And you just come out the side, and then you had uh Sonny who had like uh like that that stripper DJ voice. So he's like memory, and, memory, and uh that place lit up, man, and it was cool, and I made it to the back of the tent uh after the match, and DB walked up to me and he shook my hand, and uh Richie was there, Richie Paradise, and he was like that was the craziest, loudest thing I think I've ever heard out here. He was like, That was ridiculous. He was like, You can't, you're not allowed to be a heel. I was like, Okay, I'll uh, whatever. Cause I didn't know what it meant. Like, it was my, I was, I was two months into the business, like two months into training. And yeah, I was two months into training and it was my first show. So, like, I didn't know anything. So I was just like, Okay, whatever, whatever you guys want. <laughs> And, uh, when it all came said and done, uh, I walked up to DB and he asked me how I felt and I, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And he, uh, he looked at me and he was like, you know what? Change your name to whatever. I was wrong. And he walked away. And then, uh, literally the next show it was just, it was just Zach Monsar.
0: I got to update your cage uh, match on that and put Zach Myers as, an, as a former's alias. because
1: Jordan, I know where you live. Don't do that. I'm just saying it's, it's, a, it's a fact. It's part of your history that uh <laughs> needs to be more well This is why I don't tell you things, though. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, you know, I, I was reminiscing with Dax earlier. Where would you have been this past week? Obviously, Mania and everything else was canceled. I know you had a nice, fun lineup, funny mode amongst others. What was some of the stuff you had lined up? Let's do a, a – if, if it were to happen, what would have happened.
1: Uh, all right. So uh, I would have been in Tampa on – I would have been in Tampa on Tuesday for GCW and their, uh, their show of shows. Uh, that following Wednesday uh, – the following day, Wednesday, I would have been at GCW again um and then Alpha Omega um because I was supposed to team with uh GCW I didn't really know what I was doing they didn't really tell me like I, I don't think they ever really got around to like releasing like the idealism of the card they only focused on like their main dudes which is fine um and it would have been my first time with GCW so you know what I mean um so they mainly focused on like uh, with like G.O.D. and, and Tajiri and, and all their names that they had coming in. So I don't really know what I was doing for GCW, but I do know that uh, with Alpha and Omega, it was going to be me and Romeo tagging against uh, the Coda. And then on Wednesday night, I was shooting over to GCW again, but for the Platinum show where it was going to be me Chuckles and Funny Bone in a hardcore match for the Real Pro Hardcore title.
0: That would have been cool.
1: And then uh Thursday I was out in Thursday I was out in Coco because ARW was doing their show out in uh out in Cocoa. They weren't even doing it in Tampa. So I was gonna be out in Coco with ARW and it was gonna be me, Chuckles, and Madman Fulton from OBE um and a hardcore match and then that friday i had the real pro show that would have been our first like mania show and i was doing the death match with atticus and, and ocean and heavy uh to turn around and do the arw and real pro combined show that friday uh where it was going to be me and uh. Formerly known as Good Friend Paul but uh Leviathan. Uh and in a tag match versus I wanna say it was Swirls and Leo, right? Liam Knox. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh Saturday I had another show over at I wanna say it was Pop Up or it was Nightmare Before Mania. I can't I can't remember. The, I, I, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> so I had I had that on Saturday. So collectively like I lost like six or seven shows man
0: yeah man that, that's what was tough man especially guys like you just uh, lots of moments and memories also paydays all gone out the window man and obviously we'll feel bad for other companies too with so much time and, and memory
1: and I had Game Changer I had the actual like real GCW um, Paul put in a really good word for me with the owner and uh, sent him some of my stuff and the dude turned around he was like he's really good he was like hell yeah he was like the next time we're in florida he was like if he's not busy for mania he was like tell him to come over and come talk to us um bring his gear so i could have been on game changer too which is like now that i'm getting into like the death match uh scene of of the independent like you know what i mean the dirty out uh, on mud showiness uh yeah, so Game Changer, like GCW, is, like, the high point of of where you want to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, when you look at professional wrestling as a whole, like the, or not a whole, but, like, the independent scene itself, uh, when you're coming up and you're just doing those matches, like, you want to end up in, in FIP and Evolve and, and ROH and all of that. But when you look at the the spectrum of it, like, the opposite of the world, and you look at, like, the deathmatch match. Stuff on like the indie like level, GCW is like up there, dude.
0: Yeah, a lot of people trying to break into there. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Uh, you know, you mentioned some great people you would have faced, mentioned some great people you have faced, though. I know you've got a nice, cool list there. You mentioned Jake Roberts before, I know the list goes on and on. Tell me about some moments and memories.
1: Uh, tagging with Jake and Sin in a parking lot in Cape Coral.
0: Yeah, and their uh, the, uh, their manager too. Like your opponent's manager was pretty cool.
1: Oh yeah, I, I think I remember him. He was he was quiet though. Like he no.
0: If anything, I, if anything, I actually did talk too much. That's one of those shows I didn't shut up. I was too into it. Uh, I look back on it and I go, "Oh, that's a manager that won't shut up." <laughs> yeah.
1: No. So, uh, Jake and Sen um in that tag match down in Cape Coral. Uh, Jay Lethal. Uh Rhino, Sandman, Sabu, Moose. Uh who else is there? Uh, I got Jesse Neal under there. I got holy shit, there's so many I can't even think right now. I I have just been extremely grateful. Like, I it's hard to name like, everybody. You know what I mean? Like, favorite match and, like, moments. Uh, I think one of my coolest moments was kicking out of Rhino's gore. I think that was because he was and it was, it was Rhino. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> that's a very stocky dude. Um, but he was coming right off of like, his WWE stuff. So, the fact that he was able to get snatched up at the point in time and the fact that they wanted me to face him um and it was very weird too so like uh, the previous show i had just won the title they're like their main main title and uh, turned around and literally right after the match like mid celebration they uh, they're like oh by the way for the anniversary show it's going to be you versus this man and then rhino's thing played on the screen and um at the point in time it was my first title outside of my home promotion so I was very I was very weird about it you know what I mean uh it was one of those things like okay I didn't just make it in my in my hometown now like now like I'm doing something outside of the one promotion that I've worked for 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 majority of my career and uh leading up to that like everybody kept changing the storyline and they kept changing what they wanted and they kept changing the outcome of the match and I was just like finally I just said fuck it man like when you guys figure out what you want to do like just let me know until then like don't talk to me so I got to the show that day and they go uh all right so listen we're gonna put Rhino over but it's not for the title so you need to figure out how to do that and I was like but is it, a, is it a title match? And they go, it, it's a title match, but you need to figure out how to put them over without the, the title and you need to be a face. And I was like, well, this is fucking confusing. <laughs> like, I, I was like, this is, this is more complicated than me wrestling the seven foot tall inflatable alien. Like what? And which by the way, Jordan, yeah, he's, like, he's like ready for round two. <laughs> he beat me. He beat me yesterday. Was, this
0: is what happens when Zach has no one to wrestle. He'll find something to wrestle.
1: I will, man. I I got tired of beating up my 11 year old. Actually,
0: hold on. Yeah, and, dude, that sounds weird.
1: <laughs> uh, he uh he actually, dude, from the moment that we got the ring in the yard, um, training facility, and uh, from the moment that, that happened, like he's been in here and he's been taking bumps with us and stuff, and like, dude, that boy works. And
0: uh, I he's got potential. He's got the, uh, <laughs> the spunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. He, uh, he's jumping off the top rope and he's like doing drills and spots with us and stuff. And, um, as of late, like I just been coming up with new stuff to do and he's been following and all that. So, so back to it. So, uh, I'm at, I'm at the show and they tell me what I have to do. So I, I walk up to, to Rhino and I shake his hand and, uh, I go, so hi, my name is Zach, you know, we'll be, we we'll be working together tonight. He's like, cool. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I was like, so before we, before we get underway and everything about calling, um, this is what they want. And I'm going to be honest with you. It makes no sense to me. So however you would like to, to do this. And, uh, he said the same thing. He was like, well, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, yeah. So he was like, it's cool, man. He's like, I'll, I'll put you over. And I was like, I was like, no, 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 like they, they want you to, to go over. So let's, let's make that happen and let's just do it this way. And then uh, at the point in time, JB cool was there. So, uh, I pulled JB over to the side and I pitched my idea to have JB interfere and, and hit Rhino first before he hit me. And then we'll finish with a like a nice little, like super kick gore spot, leaving, you know, me and Rhino standing. And, uh, Rhino liked it. They liked it. JB was cool with it. So, that's what we did. And, uh, we're sitting there and we're calling the match and Rhino looks at me and he's like, all right. He was like, go for the double stomp. He was like, right after that. And I was like, right after that, I was like, hit me with the gore. And he's like, all right. So we're in the match and I go for the double stomp. And all I'm thinking is like what he told me at the point in time. Cause he's like, just feed straight. He was like, don't feed left. Don't feed right. Just feed straight. He was like, I'll get to you. And I was like, yeah, no doubt. So, like, I hit the – I hit, I went for the double stomp. He rolled in, and I turned around, and he hit me with that gore, dude, and it felt like a freight train hit me, like, because he's just – he's a big dude, and uh, he hits you full speed. So, he hit me, and when he's going for the pen, uh, he goes for the cover, he hooks the leg, and he goes, kick out at two, but make it count. And I was like, what? So, it goes two, and as it goes down for the third, he's like, kick out. And I was like, shit. So I kicked out real quick and I just remember laying there and so we made it to the back and he was like, listen, uh, I was like, Hey, I was like, why did, why'd did you let me kick out of the gore? Cause like my biggest thing was like, I wanted to protect him, you know? Um, cause that's, that's what we were taught. Like do what we're told. And he was like, you were, you were so awesome about listening and communicating and everything. He was like, I thought that he was like, You just, you deserve that. He was like, You earned that. And he's like, You're one out of like five people to actually kick out of that thing. So, you know, wear it. I was like, Very cool. Like a little badge of honor. You know what I mean? No doubt, man. No doubt.
0: That's a good one, man. Another one of my favorite matches, you and uh, Drake over here. That was a good one. Oh, yeah.
1: That's, it's funny, man. Um, I met Drake through, e-fetting
0: oh yeah that's right yeah
1: yeah i met drake through e-fetting um i didn't even know who he was and then we were doing like this this uh this internet wrestling fed thing or whatever and i ended up meeting drake and me and him just became really good friends and that that it just it worked out he still owes us by the way
0: yeah drake (laughs) gotta come back to real pro you owe us uh, speaking of that, let's jump right into that, man. So, uh, over five years ago, uh, me and you started a little bit a little company called Real Pro Wrestling. Uh, just tell me about the origins of that. Uh, five years strong, baby. Let, let's talk about uh, some RP Dub.
1: All right. So, NEW went under. You know that. And when NEW went under, like it, it went the fuck under. Like there, there was gonna be nothing. And I remember. I remember that day because, like, there was supposed to be a show, and me and you were heels at the point in time. Like, me and you were were a team. Yeah, did we talk about killing the company? I guess we did. Yeah, no, we we did. <laughs> and there was supposed to be a show that night, and the show got canceled. So me and you went outside of like a gas station. It was like a pilot, and we cut the promo right next to the to the uh to the gas station where. You, you, specifically Rector's cut of Gili, and there was something else. you recall any of this?
0: Oh, uh, you—you're cutting out all of a sudden. But uh, yeah, we're cutting a promo. At a gas stations. That's what I last heard.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we were cutting a promo at a gas station, and you were holding the company, Ransom. That's why we didn't have the show. And you asked (laughs) for the director's cut of Geely. Oh, yes! (laughs) You wanted all green M&Ms. And if, if if, if I'm correct, you wanted a helicopter for your cat and a boat for your helicopter.
0: Yeah, so that might have been your line too. Yeah, just the thing for the thing for the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And And uh, so, like, right after that, um, we got the notification on on Facebook in our in our little group message with NEW saying that you know we had a good run and we just want to thank everybody for their time and their patience and blah blah da And that was the extent of it. That was our that was our big farewell. Like. They didn't, they didn't like post a video. They didn't, they didn't give us a call. Like they just, they, it was like being broken up with through text message. Like it was all fucked up. And I want to say within 15 minutes, me and you were on the phone.
0: Yeah, man. I think it was pretty soon after that because I, I messaged everybody that didn't seem like they maybe gave up, and then some people were like, "Oh, well, what's the point? We don't have the money. We've never done it before." And you were just one of the people from the get-go, like me, going, "Yeah, let's figure this out. Let's do it." Like, which is something I've always, you know, said thank you for because I started it, but you really kept that that ball rolling, man. You
1: know, which is great. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I've never done it before. Neither have I. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, no. Some people were very pessimistic, but you know, were you were you, especially you were just like, "We'll figure it out, man." Like, <laughs> we didn't want. It, I think the local scene to die. You know, we loved N E W, and we wanted to keep something like that going.
1: Throughout, throughout everything, like I've always felt like wrestling is the one thing that like I'm good at. You know what I mean? Um, I I was like a subpar kid like i never really like my dad wanted me to do sports and like i just i wasn't about it and like he was like wrestling's fake like you know why don't you go play baseball and i was like because i can hit somebody with a bat here like you know and like i just i never had the patience for it and like i didn't want to do anything else um And then I, when I subpar, like, because I didn't know. Hey, there you are.
0: Oh, are we back now? Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw your eyes closed. I was like, is he sleeping? <laughs> like...
0: No, no, no. I've been awake this whole time. <laughs> Just, uh, um, all of a sudden, it's, it's being loose.
1: It's fine. Where did it, where did it cut off?
0: I, I was staring at you for a while there. Uh was the last thing you said? I had heard most of it. it just it's kept kept catching up a little bit at a time.
1: Oh, okay. Um. Oh no. So like when it came down to it, like wrestling is just the one thing that like I feel like I've always just been good at. Um. Like understanding it, and like the more that the days go on, like I find myself just thinking about wrestling more and more and more and more. Where like I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but I can recall my entire first match, ever, from every spot. Um. So, wrestling just has completely taken control of my entire brain. So, the thought of not doing it anymore, like, I may not have known how to do, I may not have known, like, how to run a promotion, or what to do with said promotion, but I knew I was going to figure it out. So, yeah, uh... 15 20 minutes if that you called us or you called me me and you were on the phone and then and then romeo got involved and we secured a ring within five days and everything else just kind of we had what like two months to promote for like our very first show yeah. i want to say N E W went out in june
0: their last show was i think cinco i think may of 2015 and then we run, you know, we're like, oh, should we do July? Because it's June's too late now. And we're like, let's give it another month. Let's do August. And that's, that was our debut, August 2015.
1: Yeah, August. August was our very first show. And we, we promoted the hell out of it. And we packed the house with it. And uh, it was so weird, too, because, like, it was right after Piper. Like, really? Piper had passed. Yeah, Piper had passed away um, at that point in time. And it was like a week. It was like a week before. So Piper had passed away. Or maybe two weeks. I, don't, I remember it was pretty fresh because we opened up the show with a 10 bell to Piper. Oh, okay. Well, you remember that better than I do. Wow. Yeah. And then the main event that night was me versus Draven in the very first ever Madhouse Rules match.
0: Legos and kids and, yeah, lots of stuff involved in that one. Didn't you chuck a 12-year-old at somebody?
1: Uh, well, he said, use my kid.
0: And then what, what are you going to do? Not use the kid? I know.
1: Well, like, <laughs> uh, that's what happened. Uh, so at the point in time, like, Draven was beating me up, and I was on the outside of the ring, and all you hear is this entire family beating on the table saying, use my kid, use my kid. And all <laughs> I remember is looking up and Draven looking at him and going, no, what is wrong with you? And I was like, this is my spot. So I hit him. <laughs> I was like, this is my opening so I hit him and I was like watch out for the kid. So I grabbed this kid and I just I remember walking around the ring and just straight up lawn darting him feet first into Joe, into Joey.
0: It was it was a great moment and quickly followed by my logic of like man we probably shouldn't have done that. It was great but Maybe uh, a little cease on that for the future.
1: <laughs> I remember in the commentary is well, ladies and gentlemen, this is our first and yeah. last show, thanks to Zach Monstar. I was like, all right.
0: What a debut and final show all at once. <laughs> once the lawsuits start
1: working. We'll be back with a new company name. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll start brainstorming new initials tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you've had some, some great matches. What are some matches, and we'll do both uh, local and big, what are some uh, local guys in Florida or even Georgia or wherever that you would love to get in the ring with, who have you not worked with that you would love to
1: get a shot at? Um. Shit, man. (laughs)
0: Even even indies too. Like you know, I know uh, Funny Bone never happened to anyone.
1: Yeah, no. Funny Bone is definitely somebody that is on the list still. Um, Funny Bone's on the list. I would love, I would love to get in the ring with Atticus. Uh, normal match, death match, doesn't matter. I, I just, I would love to do it. Um, supposed to happen Friday. I know, buddy. I know. Uh, name wise, like, man, I just, I think at this point in in like the game, I'm just, I just like wrestling. Like, I like being, I like being your go-to guy when it comes down to it. Because nine times out of ten, whenever we bring in somebody new, like, think about it, like, what, is, uh, what was Samson?
0: Uh, oh, Samson,
1: yeah Yeah, we we brought in Samson And then you brought in that dude, uh, Mason um, Every time it's ever come down to you bringing somebody in there Like, you always put them against me So, like, I, I just I enjoy working at this point in time Like, yeah, Funny Bone is an amazing idea It really is But, like, man, I just I like wrestling Like, at this point Like, I don't I don't think I have, like, a checklist of names um I think if I ever do have that checklist like G-Raver is is on my G-Raver's on my top there. Um what about Nick Gage? Yeah, I would do Gage. Uh the same thing with Tremont. Um Who else? I want another I would like another one-on-one with Raven sooner or later. Um, who else? Oh, Raven Havoc. Yeah, I'm thinking of Kakal Raven. Nah, no, no, no. That was supposed to happen, but it never did.
0: Yeah, that was that was one of those. Yeah, you got a few of those got away from you too. All the people you have wrestled. So there's also a list of people that was close.
1: Yeah, fucking Callahan. Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> He's another one, man. Like I would love to do that. Same thing with like Tessa. I'd love to work Tessa. I'd love to work Callahan. Um, you know, if Bray ever gets released, I love that opportunity.
0: <laughs> Got Brody Lee now.
1: Yeah, but he's he's under that AEW contract. Where like, it's weird. Like, their contracts are very Almost like some people different. are allowed to work, some people aren't allowed to work, some people aren't are allowed to work, but not in the states. You know what I mean? So,
0: we'll we'll, we'll figure it out somehow. We'll figure it out. <laughs> So uh, I have a question here. This was sent in from a fan. It says, why do you make the poor Booker change the card at the last minute sometimes?
1: Oh, a fan sent that in. Yeah, a fan. I, I swear. Uh, or is his initials J-O? <laughs> J-P-O. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> okay. okay. No, man. Uh, like I said, uh, wrestling, wrestling is on my brain pretty much 24-7. So what will happen is you'll tell me what the card is. You'll tell me like what I'm doing or you'll tell me what's happening. And at the point in time, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome.
0: But I have that,
1: (laughs) I have that wrestling syndrome where I I don't know if you've ever, Oh, you've had a match or two. Like you've been there, but like
0: like six or seven.
1: Okay. Okay. Have (laughs) you ever at the end of your match when you've watched it back, looked at it and go, I could have done that differently. Oh, that yeah, would have been a good No,
0: nah, I go usually five stars out of five for all my matches.
1: Oh, okay, I just I needed that I need to ask. Well for me, um during the point in time, and it'll even happen in the ring, uh, when I'm working, I'll think of something right after I did something else. And I'm like, ah oh, shit, that would have been better. Or oh, that would have been cooler. You know what I mean? So I I promise you, Jordan, when I'm I'm at work when this is going on. Like I'm at work and after being at work for 12 hours, when I get off of work, all I thought about during work was wrestling. So I'll have a thought process where like, it's a quick, like little thought process. Like, it's just quick. Like, Oh, what if we did this? And that thought process will literally just stretch itself out as far as it can possibly go before I'm on the phone with you. Like, Hey, by the way. So I thought about this, and if we change this, if we change this, we can lead into this, which can lead into that, which we can do this story.
0: Yeah, but, but if we change this, I mean, we got to change everything. <laughs> like,
1: I don't look at that. No, you don't. <laughs> I, don't look, I don't look at the whole picture. I just look at the it, color of the. You walk song.
0: away, and I got to now get the ring announcer. I got to get the, the the sound guy over. And all right, five more things have changed. Cause Zach, Zach had an idea at work. No, I know it's never out of meanness. I know it's always just your brain ticking and clicking and thinking of stuff. Uh, it is.
1: Like, a couple of my ideas have been my. A couple of the ideas that I've had have have really worked out. Like that's always what the I mean? worst
0: is when I like I'm like, yeah, it's a good idea, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 Final changes. My, I can't argue
1: you. It sucks when you have to give the devil his due, man. But uh. <laughs>
0: I'll argue if I don't agree, but when I agree, it's like all right, fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there's some things that you you're pretty stand like no. <laughs> <laughs> and then it takes me like a week to convince you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dropping it. He's really adamant. Then well, like, ah. Jordan was really hard up on this one. But <laughs> no man, like I said, like I, I try really hard not to not to do that. But when I have something and like I can feel like it's a good choice, or I feel like it would be a swerve that other people weren't expecting, like that's the one thing about wrestling, and and I'm not just talking like I, I guess this is strictly for like the mainstream itself. But I watched uh I watched that that 24 hour thing on Edge. Have you seen it yet? No. Okay. Um. Well. It, it talks about like his comeback and like uh what he's what he did and like where he was in his life and stuff like that. And he talks about it flat out and he was like, Man, when when I was coming back after I made the decision to come back and I was in the meetings and I was in the boards and I was doing all that, he was like, The social media and the internet has completely ruined the art of the surprise. And like that's one of the biggest things about wrestling that that made him fall in love with it. And I think that made it all of us kind of enjoy wrestling is the surprise factor. You know what I mean? If you, if you see some, if somebody sees the undertaker pop up at the airport of the town that they are in for Monday night, raw nine times out of 10, the undertaker is going to fucking pop up on Monday night, raw. And like for the people who didn't see it, it's like, hell yeah. But for the people who did see that, that picture or that post or that, that dirt sheet, they're like, oh, that's cool that they were right, you know? And it's not, it's not as special. So when I have these ideas, like, I can't help it that they're 24 hours before the show.
0: <laughs> Odeo, them, or an hour before.
1: I have them, and I, I think about it, and I'm like, man, this, is, this, is, this would be really good, and, like, nobody would expect it. Like, uh, like TJ winning the title uh, at the three-year anniversary show when we did the cage match. like Clark Davis everybody thought that I was going to walk out with that belt with that title and not only did I not do it but Davis pinned me to win that and it was a big like if you roll back that video like you can hear like the the awe in the in the audience when he finally got the three like I can't I can't believe this and I was like that's what I that's what I like man you know, I like to I like to switch it up every once in a while and just make people continue to guess.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Where do you see yourself in five to ten years, my friend?
1: Uh wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. All right. uh, I I don't care where and I don't care against who. Um I'm getting really good at working inanimate objects. Uh yeah. water bottle, broom, alien. So no man, um as of late, as of late, I've really, I've really enjoyed teaching.
0: Um, yeah, I am to say, obviously, talk about where you are right now.
1: Yeah, so, uh, when it all came down to it, there wasn't a real, like, substantial training area in, in Fort Myers, you know? Um, that... <laughs> how do I say it? It's, it wasn't there wasn't something that was more open-minded that was for newer age, like wrestling. You know what I mean? Like you see all these bitter vets online and stuff who, who complain about what the product is today, but the product is that way because people are paying to see it. You know what I mean? It it goes hand in hand. Like it's hard to be a, a bitter veteran nowadays. You know what I mean? Because Wrestling, you can be pissed off about anything. I could be mad at the rope color. I'm the one that picked the rope color, but I could be mad at the rope color. See what I'm saying? Like, wrestling is so weird sometimes. So, anyways, um the idealism of people were wanted a place to train where they could feel more comfortable and where they could feel at home. And I wanted I wanted a high boy ring. (laughs) So Uh I wanted to do something for for real pro that was just different so we didn't have to depend on anybody anymore and we didn't have to rely on outside sources like I wanted to I wanted to do something that was strictly for us and I think one of the worst parts about running a promotion is depending on somebody else for you to be able to do your product you know what I mean um I see a lot of promotions nowadays that or like, hey, I run a promotion and I book these guys. Oh, also, does anybody have a ring that we can rent? You've already announced your first show. Like, that's probably something that you should get, I don't know, figured out beforehand, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, I, I wanted a ring and I wanted a place where people could come and train and, and feel safe about it and what well, we did. So I bought a ring. Uh, We went in on it. It was me, you, a couple others. And uh, throughout time, you know, some people have faded off. Uh, Other people financially couldn't, you know, maintain. And, yeah, here's a ring. (laughs) um, But this is what I've been doing as of late. I want to say, what, Jordan, since October?
0: Yes, November, October. Yeah, yeah.
1: We got the ring at the end of September. Yeah, because our very first show in this ring, it was me, Ocean, and Heavy in a death match. <laughs> what
0: a way to christen the ring!
1: Yeah, right. And uh, so right after that, uh, I was doing the haunted walk, so it was a little bit harder for me. But like come November, man, it went it went full circle, and that's when everything got announced, and that's when students started coming around, and we had, I had a full-fledged training schedule, and I've got about 15 kids, and they're all learning really well, you know what I mean? And I I enjoy it, like, so to watch them walk in and not really know what they're doing in any way, shape, or form, and then to see them, like, start to get it and progress, and and now they're working matches, and, you know, there's, there's a couple old Uh, talents that come around too when it comes down to it where you know what i mean uh marcus marcus comes out now and it's funny to me because like marcus trained me you know so now i'm i'm training marcus and it's it's just it's weird how things just kind of go full circle but like i i can't talk about like no word can express how immensely proud i am to be able to give back to to what I'm doing you know to to what the business has given me to kind of help usher in like the next set of future you know not Zach Monsars, because I wouldn't wish that life on anybody but like you know other like future talents you know what I mean I I think that that's that's where I'm at like where am I in five years um hopefully I'm in a building and I'll be sitting in this (laughs) ring. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at.
0: Well, give, give us some plugs, man. Where can people reach out to you if they're in the Fort Myers, anywhere near the area, looking to train Real Pro Wrestling University?
1: Uh, it's pretty much simple as that, man. Uh, so you can find the Facebook information on, you know, facebook.com slash Real Pro Wrestling University. Um, and on Instagram, it's the same thing, Real Pro Wrestling University. And uh, me and Leo are the ones that run both social media outlets when it comes to Facebook and Instagram. And that's how you can find us. I think are you on there? On what? Are you on the Real Pro University thing? I,
0: I don't know if I'm an admin. I I'm, imagine I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk off there if I am or not. I know I'm on the main, obviously, Real Pro Wrestling Facebook. Are you? What do you mean? I, I'm the one that posts nine times out of ten. Are
1: are you really asking me this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, Mister Four AM post.
0: Hey, I've changed that now. For the most part.
1: Um, but yeah, no. Uh, everything is everything is social media related, man. So like, you can also find us on Wix.com. I want to say Wix.com slash Real Pro Wrestling University. Um, which breaks down like the the entirety of everything that we do and like what we're doing and like from psychology to ring etiquette and it lets everybody know that you know I'm not a slouch that just decided to buy a ring and start like I, I got 11 years under my belt in this business so uh any other
0: plugs man I mean obviously uh, I doubt you have any shows in the next couple of weeks but uh real pro wrestling uh platinum who else you rocking these days
1: uh real pro wrestling platinum <sighs> Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling. Uh, Hype Pro. Uh, <laughs> shit, dude, there's so many. Those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. I know there's probably more. Uh, Fighting for a Cure, the cancer benefit show. Um, yeah, there's. And I'm constantly working towards other ventures and outgoing. Uh, I was supposed to do Unholy at the end of this month up in North Carolina, but I just reached out to uh, IWA Mid-South, I want to say it's called, because it's funny. I didn't even know they were doing a deathmatch thing. And uh, Bully Parker, Dre, he uh, he posted it, and he was like, I'm in a deathmatch. And I was like, well, let me see if I can get my hands on that too. So, like, anywhere that – it, I, anywhere that has like a trail of bodies and a bunch of blood is surrounded around it just look there you'll find me I'm, I'm there
0: and there's a massacre of Zach somewhere nearby uh, <laughs> anything else you want to say my man Mr. Monsar
1: uh, nah man I just I hope everybody's like staying safe staying sane I know I'm losing my mind but I wasn't much there to begin with you're an alien <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. Like, and I just I hope that all of this crazy shit passes very soon. I I miss wrestling, you know what I mean? Like I it's weird to me because like I look at it and like wrestling is what brought us all together and like me and you have had the conversation before, like me me and you are, are close and we've been close for years. Um, but if it wasn't for wrestling, I, we never would have even
0: the t- uh, town apart, you know what I mean? Uh, did sometimes different walks of life. That's, that's always what I loved about professional wrestling here, man. All colors, creeds. We don't care, man. If you love wrestling, we automatically have a bond.
1: Yeah, no, like wrestling, wrestling has given, given me some amazing friends. It it's, it's allowed me to create something that I can show to my kids one day. You know what I mean? Like wrestling, wrestling has brought us together as, as a whole. And I, uh, hopefully at the, at the end of all this, when all this craziness is done, we're, we're going to be the ones to bring wrestling back, you know? So, and that's, that's what I'm waiting for. That's, that's what I'm excited about. You know, everybody loves a good comeback story and like, boy, Mm -hmm. is wrestling about to have an amazing one
0: everyone's itching man i can't wait for these return shows i think everyone's just they're raring to go i know you are i know i am just helping my parts man i think we're all raring to go
1: i am man uh i don't know if you saw it the other day when they first announced the lockdown and nobody was coming out and it was it was a tuesday when we were supposed to have practice um i posted a video of like adele hello was playing in the background and like it just shows like the ring and like through the kitchen window and I'm like stroking the window. <laughs> like this is what my life has turned into.
0: <laughs> well don't don't kill the alien man. I wanna meet him someday, man. Uh <laughs> his name's
1: his name's Jeffrey and he's alright.
0: He's alright. All right. He's alright. All right. 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 I'm I'm glad you told me I think before we went on air that you did put him over the other day, so at least he's not on a losing streak.
1: Yeah no he uh my 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 booker and my agent tells me I have a problem. You know that my winning streak's too big, so uh, I, I'm adding numbers to it on the other side. I don't know if they count, but it it matters. They don't. <laughs> yes,
0: they do. I'm not putting Jeffrey on the roster.
1: <laughs> I tapped out to him
0: oh god <laughs> all right that's the good as known as ever to end on man zag thank you so much for joining me here man we'll do a part two because i know there's so much more we could have gotten into this is jpo for Zach monster on kayfabe corner thank you and i love you more than you'll ever know okay <laughs>